0: what's up everyone It's drew from the warrior workout network get ready for this conversation we love talking with humble loving caring just driven people chip hazard chip brown he embodies this he lives the life he wants to live He took this thing that a lot of us, when we were growing up, we wish we could do. I want to be a wrestler. I'm going to be a wrestler. My friend Darren King and I, we were going to be tag team champions of the world. Didn't happen. If anybody knows Darren, let him know. We're, you know, in that arena, we're complete failures. But Chip, he is not. Right before COVID, he decided to take a little time off and focus on being a father. We're going to go with him on this journey and talk about the incredible experience that is living the life of Chip Hazard.
1: Hey, everybody, we are the Warrior Workout Network. We, our mission is to combat the mental health and suicide epidemic that we are all facing, not just veterans. And we are here with our guest, Chip Brown, Chip Hazard, tonight uh chip's coming with us and he's gonna explain his whole journey going through life and um man chip it's awesome to have you here tonight man and we really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule because you have your own podcast and you're knocking on episodes with that we can't wait to dive into everything
2: tonight i uh, man, it's it's a, such an honor to be here uh you guys have both been on our show and uh it was just uh, a fun time uh just hanging out with you guys for the time that we did there and when you guys hit me up and was like hey man and do you want to come on ours i was like yes yes i do because you guys are some cool dudes i
0: uh, appreciate that man so yeah you guys.
1: yeah this dude it was uh you know it, it's when you when you meet somebody who has the same passion to try to help people to try to bring good content things that make people feel good things that get people thinking um you know, and then we run into you, and, and you're knocking out double double podcasts in one night, uh, pumping out content. I mean, we could we're going to get into the numbers. I, I definitely want to get into the numbers of your success here. But it, it was like we all ran into each other, man. It was the same energy, and I love
0: it. Can, can I throw an idea? Mm. Yes. Cause we've had some really good guests on our podcast, especially with like the movement radio guys who do the wrestling. It's a lot about mental health, Jasper, laser. We've had so many people on, like we should do like an end of year, like a, like a summer, like zoom, like with everyone. Calm oh, like,
2: down. Yeah, and that'd be great. Be-
0: like a like a cool like community like the importance of community roundtable kind of conversation with everyone. Mm.
1: Mm. Well, especially with everything that we've covered, and you know, with Movement Radio and Chip, you know, you Talon Roger, you guys cover so many different subjects. Man, I mean, you guys, you guys have the haunting. You guys talk about sports. You guys talk about your experiences as wrestlers. You guys, I mean, you guys talk about music you talk about everything it's 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 like a a huge spectrum of of content man and where do you find all the energy ideas at
2: uh man like i i just in my brain there it's just bubbles and bubbles and bubbles i'm like oh man i need to do this and i need to do that and i need to do this and uh like we have the group chat and i'm like all day at work i'm like constantly hey man what do you guys think about this or that or this and you know Thankfully, you know, we're all on the same page and they're like, yes, let's do this. Let's do that. Um, you know, it's, it's just fun. Um, I, I needed, uh, when I took, took a break from wrestling, um, last year, right before the pandemic, I needed something because I'd wrestled for 18 years. Uh, and that was my life, you know, three, four, five nights a week sometimes. Ooh. And, um, I was, you know, I was always go 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 go, uh, and then you know last year I decided to kind of step back a little bit, spend more time on my kids, but I needed something to put all that energy into, uh, because the kids go to bed eventually, and I'm still wired, um, so <laughs>
0: yeah, man, yeah, yes,
2: so I was like, I was like, man, um, Talon and I had been talking about it for a few years you know, we ought to do this podcast and, you know, talk about our stories from wrestling uh, and other stuff that we're interested in. And then Roger came along and he's pumping in ideas. And it's just, you know, it's its honestly a collective brain all, almost.
0: Wait, and how long, uh, wait, whoop, whoop. I didn't catch the time. When, when, did, it, when did that come together?
2: Um, so Talon and I started the podcast in August of 2019. Okay. Um, and then Roger came on right around September, August of 2020. So, right before the 2020, 2021 NFL season.
0: Nice. Wow. You mean that same season where Tom Brady won another one?
2: Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> number, number seven.
1: Let's get into you, man. So, All right. so here you are. Here you are. Let, let's get a little bit of background. Uh, of Chip round you know, Chip Hazard. Where did where, you grow up? You know, what what is your prior experiences and, and kind of getting into where we are now? But where'd you grow up and, and how'd you come about man?
2: Oh, so it's easy. Uh, I'm a kid from Galveston, Texas. I was born in Galveston, Texas in 1983. Uh, lived there until I was four. Moved to Chattanooga because uh, my dad had a job opportunity. We moved here and uh, I've lived in the same house that I'm sitting in right now for 34 years, Uh, 38 years old this year. So, you know, same house, 34 years, um, grew up here and I don't know anything else. Um, you know, uh, graduated high school, joined the Marines. Um, Went through basic training. Got a medical discharge in August of 2001, right before 9-11 happened. Um, to tried get inside to re-enlist.
0: information, You're like, you're like you yeah. know what, dude?
2: We're about to, shit's about to get hot. I'm out. Right? That's exactly what it happened. Uh, tried to re-enlist in every branch of the military. Um, Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, everything. Like, nobody would take me. Uh, got really down on myself over that because I was like, "Shit, you know, I'm not, I'm just not good enough to do anything." Um, hooked up with my childhood friend who had started wrestling, and he was like, "Hey, man, um, are you still interested in wrestling?" I was like, "Shit, yeah, I sure <laughs> am." Ah! And uh, so uh, he took me to this place in East Ridge called uh, Ultimate Extreme Wrestling uh, to start training. They told me oh man, you're too small. And I was like, no, nope, this is, no, I'm not. There's there's smaller guys out there. Uh, he took me to another place in Rossville, Georgia called Georgia Extreme Wrestling. I trained there under the tutelage of Jerry McCoy, um, professionally known as Mr. X and uh, trading there for uh, one calendar year, full year, uh, got the living dog shit beat out of me. Um, mm-hmm. First yeah. six weeks, I learned how to take the falls on concrete and oh
0: what are you serious
2: dead serious bro dead serious on concrete learned how to take the falls um actually talon and i trained together and um i i went in on, on that sixth week I, I met up with talon we were going for training i was like look dude I I don't know if I can do this shit anymore. Like my body is beat to hell. I I can barely walk. I wake up in pain. And, uh, I was like, I, I'm really prepared to walk in here and just, just say I'm done, you know? And, uh, we walked in and Jerry looked at us and was like, Hey guys, um, we're not going to do the, the falls on the concrete today. Um, I just want to let you know, like, you know, this shit's fake. And um, I'm going to teach you how to wrestle now. And I was so red hot. I was mad. I was mad. And he was like, he had this this funny little laugh about him. He's like, hey, hey, hey. I bet you if you could whip my ass, you'd try right now, wouldn't you? I said, you damn right I would. But uh,
0: <laughs> so wait, six weeks of rolling on concrete and then just to, for them to tell you it's bullshit?
2: yes yes so um so there's a a mental thing with wrestling like you have to be mentally tough to do this uh kind of like you know with the military uh, you know you have to be mentally tough your body will you know gain its calluses or whatnot but they wanted to make sure that this is what you really wanted to do that you weren't just going to be here for a couple of weeks and be like eh whatever, you know, they don't want to waste their time. But they also, the old timers didn't want somebody to take their spot. Uh. There's, you know, and and it's an old mentality. Uh, It doesn't happen that way nowadays for sure. Um, But yeah, there's that old mentality of, you know, I don't want somebody to take my spot. So we're going to try to run them off. And, you know, that's crazy. Yep. Uh, so then he got us in the ring and taught us to wrestle, taught us how to protect ourselves as somebody who was trying to, um, shoot on us. Uh, and that, what that means is, um, uh, trying to, you know, legitimately hurt us. Um, so, and then, uh, a, a year later I had my first match and never looked back since.
0: Wow. So yeah. you trained for a calendar year and then had your first match.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: Wow. That I, massive respects, man.
0: Um, man. That's fucking crazy.
1: Ma- massive. I, you know, it, it you, when you're talking about it, you know, I grew up in a martial arts family and um, I I've been around it. And like I said, my, my dad doing what he did, you know, he was in Aikido at the time and they would actually do all their throws and all their falls and everything on hardwood floors. Um, and like you said, it's a mental thing. I think it was, more like you're learning the technique and you learn to trust your technique. And then you learn to build up that mental toughness. Like I can fall on this floor. I can fall like you, like you, I can fall on concrete. That makes that ring like a, like, I mean, you're just like, I can do this in a ring. You know, I was doing it out of concrete for six, six months, you know? Um
2: Yeah. Now, now, truth be told, I have been into in some wrestling rings where I would have much rather bumped on the concrete. They yeah, were no. that stiff, that hard. Just, and that's,
1: is that the springs or the frame of, of the ring?
2: Uh, so, uh, that's a misconception. There are no springs under the ring. Yes, um, sir. it's, uh, most rings are made with steel, like three quarter inch steel. And then you have two by sixes and maybe, uh, half an inch to an inch of carpet padding over that with a mat over it. Um, so every like when you hit the mat and you see the bounce you're bouncing on wood and steel.
1: <laughs> wood and steel. That's
2: right. And,
0: okay, so you and how they said you're small. How how tall are you? Uh Five nine.
2: Five, nine. Okay. Yeah.
0: And you you went in there at how so 18, 19?
2: Uh, I was 18, so when I joined the military, I was 17. Uh, spent my 18th birthday on Paris Island, uh, and then was medically discharged two months after my 18th birthday. So I was 18 years old. Five nine, eighteen. What? 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 what wait, probably about what? Buck sixty-five, buck seventy-five. Uh, I was probably I was, so I was fresh out of the military. I, I was probably right at like 155, 160. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Wow, man. And, that, and and you're like, and how big, how big were these dudes that had you flopping on the ground for six weeks? Could you have um done anything?
2: I, it, it, I probably could have legit like whipped most of their asses, hmm. um, and, and not. I mean, they were bigger than me, not much bigger than me, but they were bigger than me. But again, I just went through basic training, so we were taught hand to hand combat anyway. So you know, I'm like. Yeah you know yes <laughs> i like, Try like yeah. try me yeah <laughs> <laughs> 18 years old cocky arrogant you know how it is
0: so okay so what happens after you get that first match you just like is it match after match after match after match or is it like train 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 match every now and then
2: uh so uh once you get that first match then then you're wrestling every weekend uh oh. you know um yeah every weekend and then i was still training uh two to three nights a week on top of that you know i would go down to the ring and roll around uh try to learn new stuff practice you know so i would be the the better at what i was doing than i was at that point you know so still rest still working out two to three nights a week and then wrestling you know friday night saturday night and sometimes sunday afternoon uh did that for Uh, four or five years uh then i started traveling a lot um and then it was thursday friday saturday uh every once in a while i'd have a wednesday show you know so we do wednesday thursday friday saturday um and then you start doing fundraisers um so you would do you know some night some weeks it would be wednesday thursday friday saturday morning saturday evening sunday afternoon you know so boom 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 boom. a lot of miles on the car a lot of miles on the body
0: yeah. insurance like what what's the process for like
2: no no insurance no um, one
0: rubbing you down at the end of the match making sure you're like
2: no i mean my wife but
0: <laughs> yeah
2: you know Uh, you know, I've sustained, uh, a few injuries, nothing, nothing that kept me out of the ring for a significant amount of time. I have a permanent fracture in my skull from a chair shot. Um, I broke my orbital socket on the left side. Um, I, uh, I've really, this really cool. I, I have a sweater on right now, but the, uh, right at the crook of my elbow, on my right arm. If I make a muscle, it turns into a bowl instead of popping out like a normal muscle. It's really cool looking. Um
0: Cheerios. Cheerios, Frosted Flakes, anyone? Yeah. Dude, we
2: were we were at the bar one night and uh I made a, I, I got a lot of free shots that night because I was like man I bet you I can take a shot out of my elbow before you can. And I have a built-in Ooh. shot glass in my elbow so <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, and it,
0: functionally you can do it like because like
2: function. Yeah. Uh let me see if I can get this on camera. Ladies this and is- gentlemen, we're about to witness warrior work on <laughs>
0: history. Yeah. We've never seen anything like this in this the history is- of holy thing.
1: Yeah,
2: let's see if I get it.
1: Oh, we you can see it. see it, man. Wow. <laughs>
2: Uh, so, so that happened. Um, I came off the the
0: dog and you're like, no, I didn't forget no dog bowl. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. That's
2: right. Oh, um, amazing. Yeah. So, um, a guy planted me with a body slam, went up to the top rope for a splash. When he came down, his knee caught my arm, flipped the muscle inside out, uh, went to the doctor. Doctor was like, uh, you know, hey, we can do surgery um, or you can leave it the way it is. Uh, as long as it works and functions and doesn't bother you, I wouldn't recommend surgery. So it's been that way for a long time.
0: Yeah, man. It's just you wow. love those lumps, dude. And it's a hell of a story.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. exactly. Exactly. That's it's a pretty sweet parlor to, trick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> here, here I'll, I'll go ahead, Sean.
1: No, I was gonna say what a what a marine thing to say too. I have a I've a, a built-in shot glass. Like like that is like the most like <laughs> that's the most military thing I've ever heard in my life. Don't worry about it. Just pour
0: it right here. Bam. That's like cr- no, we need that's to mold right. it. We need to mold it and make it into an official <laughs> shot glass yes yes like the the, you could market Um, that at your at your at your like sell it as your merch be like this is the uh this is a chip hazard shot glass bro like this is like (laughs) hell yeah drinking out of my toes. Uh,
2: so i'll I'll tell you a funny story about how i I came up with the name chip hazard yeah um you know uh a lot of people come up with stage names um you know not just wrestlers but uh comedians will come up with stage names actors you know some actors come up with stage names writers authors. you know they have suedo names for you know their their books or whatnot um so i i didn't think that so my real name is chip brown and i was like ah that doesn't like that's not cool you know I like my name, but it's not going to instill fear in everybody. Like, coming to the ring, Chip Brown. I'm like, <laughs> no. Um, so I was working at a, a movie store at the time, and uh, I got the call, and uh, it was the promoter, and they were like, hey, tonight is your first match. You need entrance music and you need a wrestling name. And uh, I was like, man, I. So I start pouring over names and I'm like, wow, I, you know, I, I don't want I don't want to like have to remember like Steve. Like my name's Chip. I, I don't want to remember Steve or Joe or something like that. So I want something that goes with Chip. And uh, I'm reshelving movies and I come across this movie called Small Soldiers. You ever seen it? Yep. Uh so Tommy Lee Jones voices a character. He's the bad guy in the movie, and his name is Major Chip Hazard. And I was like, "Yes, that's oh, it, Chip yeah. Hazard." Was so Chip Hazard? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so you know, in, in two thousand two, that's when I had my first match. Um, I was like, I was reshelving small soldiers, and I was like, Tommy Lee Jones is the voice of Chip Hazard oh chip hazard that's my wrestling name and that's that's who i've been ever since oh man i want to be your wrestling partner and i'm going to be
0: tommy lee hazard for that fucking for that. <laughs> uh, tommy yes.
1: lee dude we i don't know if we'd make it five minutes and not even three minutes in a ring i have so much respect
0: yeah, as i yeah dude for sure
1: I, I mean as i've talked to you know but you and Talon and Roger and the more wrestlers we talk to and the more stories we hear. And obviously for anybody listening, you know, movement radio also does a, a whole segment on, on wrestling stuff. If you want to get some insight on, on wrestling stories and, and things of that nature. Um, cause I mean, I, I remember when the episode you had where the guy got stabbed in, in, in the showers after that one match. I mean, that's insane.
2: Bruiser. Yeah. Bruiser Brody. Um, He was in Puerto Rico and had a conflict with a guy. And he called him to the showers and was like, hey, we need to talk about this. And he just stabbed him and left him to die in the showers. Hi, this is Chip Hazard for Movement Radio. And if you want to find out what happened to Bruiser Brody, then go to movementradio.us and listen to the shocking crimes from the World of Pro Wrestling episode. Again, that's movementradio.us. And listen to the shocking crimes of pro wrestling episode.
1: You put your body on the line. You you train, first of all, you train all the time. You put your body on the line four, five, six. I mean, when you you say you have a match several times on a Saturday, you're you're wrestling five, six matches in a week. Um and you're doing it and then and you're doing it for everyone else's enjoyment, man. And and mm-hmm uh so as we as we get into that part i mean why like what is your why with wrestling what what keeps Uh, you so
2: yeah no uh growing up i watched wrestling and um i uh i just remember me and my buddy uh kevin we uh we would watch wrestling all the time he's kind of the person who got me addicted to it um And, you know, we would always tell us, oh, we're going to do that when we get older. You know, that's that's what we're going to do. And and that was my dream since I was like five or six years old. It's like I want to be a wrestler. And, um, you know, it it just but I didn't know how to get into it, you know, until I got out of the military and I just bumped into him. He had already trained and was wrestling on the local circuit at that time. You know, so I always wanted to do that, and uh, so you know, dream. I guess you could say is kind of what what got me there. But then um, it, it was it was honestly it's the kids, the kids at wrestling shows. You know, because you they look up to you. Excuse me. Um, they they look up to you, uh, whether you're the good guy or the bad guy. You know, they you get to take people out of whatever funk they're in for three hours you know they, wow. you, as, as a fan you could come to the show and you could be having the worst day of your life and your favorite wrestler is there and you know comes around and he he t- tags you on the hand and he's like hey buddy how's it going you know yeah, kind of and then uh you know after shows or whatnot or or during the show when you're out trying to you know sell your merchandise or whatnot you got these kids coming up to you like hey man you know you're my hero i want to be like you when i grow up you know uh you know i never growing up i never had that that quote-unquote father figure to look up to um you know so uh my mom was my hero like toughest woman in the world i kid you not uh love that woman with everything that i am but um you know so i never had that that male fatherly figure to look up to and i was like you know what if i can be that for some kid who may not have that then yes that's that's what i want to do
0: that's amazing dude so like what has wrestling how has it affected your mental health because you said you have to be mentally tough to do it but as a human, you're gonna go through bouts of anxiety, depression, probably just like the, the 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 human experience of like tough times and whatnot. Has wrestling helped you through this? The community of wrestling.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's literally a huge brotherhood. Like mm-hmm. you know, um, if I, so, it's it's rare that I have that bad day anymore um, because uh, I, I just. I guess I've learned over time, like it is what it is, and I can only control so much, so I don't need to worry about the stuff that I cannot control. Yeah, um, you know, but you know, if you're ever having a bad day, you can reach out to you know one of your friends that's you know in the same business as you and be like, you know, hey man, let's, um, I mean, I got some stuff I need to talk about, let's, you know go grab a bite to eat or you know have a drink or whatnot and then you just kind of lay it on these people and they're like you know i've been through that and you know here's here's kind of what helped me get through that point and then you know you just kind of quid pro quo you know you you pass that on to the next person when they need it wow it
0: just it's like that trickling effect where we, we talk about that in rugby where it's like we, You know, you have people that, like, they find themselves in tough situations. All of a sudden, they find a community, and before they know it, they're ambassadors to it, and they're helping other people, and their lives are completely changed. You said you rarely have those bad days,
2: man. That's amazing. I, I do. It's I, I used to have them all the time, hmm. um, and then, you know, it just – one day something and I don't I can't pinpoint it I I don't know what it was but I I just something clicked one day and I was like you know what today's going to be a good day no matter what was going on I was like today's going to be a good day you know (laughs) I I could I I could literally and walk out of my house have a flat tire be like yeah it's okay I've got another tire got a spare today's still going to be a good day. Something positive is going to happen today. Um, you know, so.
1: You know, in, in rugby, uh, you know, we always say next rep. You know, you drop the ball, no big deal, next rep. You, you just, you go on to the next the next thing in front of you and you and you try to do that well. You don't look back over your shoulder and, and constantly beat yourself up for something you did five minutes ago. Right. And in a way... It's almost it's it, it really relates to wrestling because it's it's the next move it's the next fall it's the next like I'm listening to you talk and you're like look yeah bam I'm down on I'm down on the mat like tires gone bad day at work something in, in socially you know going on in my life you know the struggles you're down on the mat next move get up next move get up next move and and yeah. I can see I can see what you're talking about with the mental toughness.
2: Yeah, I think it started for me at a a, a young age, not not super young, but like 14, 15 um, there. Uh, My mom and dad got divorced uh, because he he got addicted to drugs and um, I had to step up and be kind of the man of the house. You know, I went went and got a job full time. I was going to school full time, working full time, uh, helping my mom pay the bills and everything. So I, I think it really started there for me.
0: I was going to say, when you you moved there when you were four as Mm -hmm. a whole. And then, um, so responsibility kind of kicked in after, because you said you lost that father figure. Uh, Yeah. Up until that point, was he pretty present, or has it always kind of been on Uh, that
2: So he worked third shifts, 12-hour nights, uh, six at night to six in the morning. Um, So even when he was there, he wasn't really there. Uh, if that makes sense, you know, uh, I would see him
0: required of a parent.
2: Yeah. You know, I would see him like on the weekends or whatnot, maybe. Uh, but he would, you know, he would be asleep while I was at school. And then I would see him for an hour or two after school before he went to work. So there was really no, he wasn't there. He was there, but he wasn't there. Yeah. You know? Um, so I was, I was basically raised by my mom and four older sisters, no wonder you're so tough, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: my he's my so, Yeah, my son is the youngest, and I see how he's got to keep up with the two older sisters.
2: Right? It's brutal. Yeah, so uh, the youngest of my four sisters is 13 years older than I am. Okay. So, oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, so you, wait, did you get, hold on, well, wait a minute, now that's a game changer, because now, cause you were loved by everyone then, weren't you?
2: Uh, I was picked on a lot by my sisters, you know, um, my, my oldest sister, uh, was probably not as mean, you know, but, but she still picked on me some, they, they all loved me of course, yeah. but, uh, I, I can't remember. I, I couldn't tell you how many times I was, you know, dressed up. I mean, they were girls. So I was dressed up like a girl with them, you know, cause they had their Barbie dolls and yep. everything. So, you know, but hey, I can cook, clean, and sew on my own. I,
0: <laughs> I mean, that's it's, a that's a valuable skill, dude. I think it's that. I think it's val- It's huge. It. I don't know, man. Count that. That just means that you're you're that much more of a valuable asset on the market, dude. You're like, hey, man. Like I'm a dime and a half. You got. To, you're married, right? Oh yeah. You got I've to been tell married your wife. Fifteen years. Yeah. I, yeah, but you got. I'm a catch i can i can do everything i can do all this like that's no right sufficient i'm a man like you gotta watch out dude yeah i like that <laughs> I, I do the same thing i'm like i'm like baby you gotta watch out like i can cook i clean i do i you know like I'm, yeah. i mean i offer a lot I, you know I, I know how to
2: run a vacuum keep it tight. yeah
0: keep it tight.
1: <laughs> you guys are doing great i'm still not even housebroken
2: oh man he craps
0: outside. He craps oh, yeah. outside. That's
1: yeah, uh, at least I, I ring the bell at the door when I need to go out. I will do that at least.
0: You have puppy pads too. He has <laughs> a bathroom. It's Uh-oh. functional. He's got it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm like a cat. I just go puking everyone's shoes. You know what uh, I
0: mean? <laughs> uh. You talked about like you've had you, you were working at the movie store. Um you uh, a lot of people who have things that they enjoy, whether it's an art form performance uh performing arts sports they have to work to finance if they're doing it even semi-pro as a hobby or whatnot so like as you're wrestling are you working while you're doing that as well
2: oh yeah yeah uh my my current job i've been at for 16 years so nice uh what do you do uh i'm a uh the hospitality coordinator for a law firm in downtown chattanooga thanks yeah
1: Soon. yeah and you better be you <laughs> you better be hospitable or he'll put you right through the freaking table man i that, that <laughs> what, what a guy what a guy to have you know Yeah, that what a guy to have for you know the, the head of hospitality for a law firm look look pal sit down and take a number i'll put you in the chair i'll make you part of that chair yeah
2: right right um so yeah it, it's fun uh I, i'm I typically, when I'm in in things, I'm in them for the long haul. You know, I, I've been at my job for 16 years, pro wrestler for 18, been married for 15. You know, I awesome I, dude. I, I just don't know anything but but, you know, to continue the grind. You know, and if anybody well, tells you that marriage isn't a grind, it's a grind. You yeah, know,
1: yeah. yeah. But dude, the, the level of consistency, like, like you, you talk about, you know, you're growing up, you, you're talking about moving around a lot, you know, Texas Tennessee, or, you know, Tennessee Chattanooga. Now you're here and, you know, dad, you know, dad, unfortunately, you know, takes off and, and here you are, you're, 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 you were forced in, I, I, I'll call it the forge. You were forced into the forge at a young age to become a man, yeah. Um, literally forging yourself, which is its own, I could go on and on and on, 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 on about that, but and then all of a sudden, like you forge yourself into the man that you are, and you're like consistency. Like you said, what, fifteen years of marriage, eighteen years of yeah. uh, of wrestling. You know, you're you're at work every day. You're at you're working out every day with you know your your wrestling workouts. You're hitting all the shows. Like you are a consistent dude. That is like you.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, 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 again, it goes back to, I, I just don't know anything else. You know um, I have friends who, you know, they're like, Hey man, let's go to the bar. And I'm like, no, I, I got stuff i got to do. You know, I've got a, a podcast I've got to do. I've got, you know, I've got kids to take care of stuff like that. You know, it's just, I, I got to go to work in the morning, you know, and they're like, Oh, it'll be okay. You you don't need that much sleep. Yeah, you're right. But I also have other things planned for my time.
0: Have you always known that you were kind of you know? this, this person, this like, Hey, is is I'm living this life. It, it's the life that I want. And, or have you always been kind of set, set like that? Or did you
2: discover that part of yourself? Uh no, I, I I discovered that because uh, when I was younger, you know, when I first started wrestling, um, you know, I would go to the bars and we would shut bars down. You know, yeah, yeah. I one time I went to a show. I, I drove. This is funny. I wrestled in Chattanooga on a Friday night, uh, tore the ring down, put it away, got in a car, drove nine hours to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, wrestled saturday night in myrtle beach went to the bar after the show went stayed at the bar till closing time went to the hotel got like four hours of sleep sobered up hit the road to come back to chattanooga oh yeah uh
0: and that was like an average
2: weekend like that's just oh yeah. yeah yeah it's just what just what i did you know Uh, but, but again, I don't, I, I, looking back on it now, people are like, would you change any of that? No, I wouldn't. It was fun. I had a blast, but you know, at, at some point you have to kind of tone that down and realize, okay, I'm getting a little older. Uh, maybe being at the bar till five, six o'clock in the morning, isn't going to be good. Uh, I need more than four hours of sleep you know so then you you decide okay um i'm gonna start getting to bed early because you know um, which
0: you barely still get anyways because you work around the clock you work correct. all so but at least now it's not an alcohol induced you know just a bender instead of now it's just it's work right
2: flow. you know um you know uh, Stuff happens during the day, not at night, you know, I mean, um, when, when you're grinding, everybody else is grinding at the same time. You know, uh, there's, I've always heard this, this saying like, oh, I'll just stay up later than everybody else because I'll grind while they're asleep. But, but then you have to sleep at some point. So while you're sleeping, they're grinding. So why not? get up early and start your grind before everybody, instead of grinding after everybody, you yep. know, then you can go to bed early, get your rest and, and you're still, you know, out grinding everybody.
1: You know, Chip, I'm, I'm hearing you talk, man. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, you know, we're, we're talking about a wrestler who, you know, f- through all his stuff, he finds wrestling and I'm like, Man, we could call this episode "Saved by the Bell." You know what I mean? And and nice. and whatnot. But honestly, I the way you are. If it wasn't wrestling, it'd be something else. I, I, you, you're a guy who self-rescues. You, you literally self-rescue. You, like, it, it could be anything. Like, I don't think that if you didn't have wrestling, I know you would have found something else. Because I'm looking at all the, the the history of consistency with you, and I'm not saying wrestling didn't help you. But, right, I think, right. but, but I, but but I feel like wrestling is more of, we were talking about resumes. It's just a it, it's a thing on your resume that you do, but it, it it helps it helps define you. But it doesn't it isn't what defines you, and it's it's unreal, right. man. Because you know, it, <laughs> it, we, we were talking about an episode about Saved by the Bell, and and here's a guy who's who's this is what he does. He he self he self revives he self rescues he's on to the next and I and love dude, that man. Astounding.
0: It means you never peak either because like oh. you get a lot of, you get a lot of people they peak uh, you hear like oh dude peaked in high school and then all of a sudden he became trash right. right and then like dude peaked at basic training and then became trash after that dude peaked while he was in the military and then like now he's Uncle Rico and everything was like well shit when I was in like and then but like you just keep evolving like rook said man you self heal you find your thing and then but like you got into this you're like yep this is my thing marriage that's my thing and then family this is my thing and then here we are and it's i i I love it and i appreciate it because i'm on that same place where it's like yeah i found my thing and now it it makes consistency super easy because you find joy and happiness inside of that thing
2: oh yeah I, i i like to uh I like to make this joke about myself that I'm a jack of all trades, master of none, Uh, because I don't, some people put all their eggs in one basket. You've heard that before, right? You know, Um, I I like to spread my eggs out over several different baskets. That way if one basket falls and the egg gets broke, I I still got eggs, you know, Uh, I'm still fertilizing, you know, I'm still fertilizing the next thing for myself remember the band hate breed yeah jamie josta was in like 11 bands
0: when hate breed was signed he was in 11 like 11 different projects at the time that hate breed and hate just so happened to be the one that popped so he's like well this is what i'm doing now like he had so many irons in the fire man i always call that the josta effect because it's like right you like you can't throw all that those eggs in that one basket and be like well we're going to nurture this one plant and hope it feeds this entire. No, it's like, you've got to, you got to grow a garden, dude. And then you've got to plant all these seeds and you've got to make it all happen from here, 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 and here.
2: Well, it's, it's kind of like Corey Taylor from Slipknot. You know, he got Slipknot, Stone Sour. Uh, DMFD He travels and does, <laughs> he, uh, he travels and does motivational speaking. He writes books consistently. Uh, he just put out a solo project, you know, so he's, you know, always got something going. Oh yeah.
0: You know, Rook, do you want to hit chip with our, uh, with our famous easy, but most difficult question on the planet? Oh man.
1: I, I feel like, I feel like the answer is, is chip Brown. That's what a warrior. Yeah. So, you know, chip as we end our show we always like to ask the question you know to you through all of your life experiences everything you've been through uh as we as we go through this mission of redefining a warrior in your viewpoint in your opinion what makes somebody a warrior what is a warrior to you
2: um It's easy, like like Drew said, easy and difficult. Uh, anytime I think of a warrior, I think of my mom, one hundred percent. You know, um, you know when uh, her and my dad got divorced, uh, she had to go get a job for the first time in like you know twenty five years, and uh, you know she just sat back and was like, you know, I can't let this define me. I'm going to define what's next in my life. And, you know, she went and got a job working at a sock factory. She made socks. Uh, She would come home with blisters on her hands, bleeding and everything, and still find the ability to cook dinner that night, you know, Uh, make sure my clothes were clean for school, make sure that I'd done my homework, um, make sure that I wasn't getting in trouble, you know, doing stupid stuff. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that definitely like it, it, the definition of a warrior is my mom, one hundred percent.